RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Maggie Ho. The headlines. Medical experts are divided over whether this wave of coronavirus outbreak in Hong Kong will end anytime soon. Lawmakers in the U.S. are being asked to pass a resolution to remove President Donald Trump from office. This comes as the president's office announced his plan to make a visit to Texas. Medical experts are divided over whether Hong Kong can achieve zero infections anytime soon, despite the number of new coronavirus cases slowly falling. An epidemiologist from the University of Hong Kong, Professor Benjamin Cowling, says the case numbers are decreasing by 20% each week. He says there is public fatigue towards maintaining social distancing, but he hopes there will be more, no more new cases by Chinese New Year in mid-February. We've estimated the reproductive number is about 0.8, which means we're dropping by about 20% per week. And that's not as good as we were doing in the third wave. And we've just had a surge the last few days, maybe because of the New Year period. It's not great, but we'll still be able to come down to zero maybe by Chinese New Year. The question then is, is what happens at that point? Are we going to keep the restrictions in place for longer to stay at zero for longer? Or are we going to risk a resurgence by relaxing? Meanwhile, HKU microbiologist Dr. Ho Pak Leung was pessimistic. He estimated that the coronavirus situation will continue to fluctuate for some time and that it is unlikely new infection figures will drop to zero before Chinese New Year. A specialist in respiratory medicine, Dr. Leung Chi Chiu, urged officials to step up enforcement of social distancing rules at places where people often gather. He said authorities should also encourage the business sector to put in place crowd control measures at shopping malls during holidays. The owner of Hong Kong's biggest orchid farm is demanding the government compensate farmers' losses after it scrapped next month's Lunar New Year fair across the city because of the pandemic. Yang Siu Lun told RTHK that he stands to lose $3 million. He criticized the government for ignoring the plight of farmers and demanded a subsidy of $100 per orchid he has grown. Farmers are to meet officials this afternoon to discuss the matter. Welfare Secretary Lo Chi Kuang has told lawmakers that plans to expand a $2 transport fee scheme for the elderly to those aged 60 to 64 will take another year to prepare. He said it's because people from that age group must get personalized octopus cards to use the concession. Mr. Law spoke through an interpreter. Within a short time, we have to issue 600,000 new cards, all bearing photos with a specific design. This will take time. So in terms of hardware, software and manpower, to deal with the 600,000 cards new issue. So it will take a little over a year. Uh, This is our best effort. The most senior Democratic Party figure in the U.S. House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi, has asked lawmakers to pass a resolution for the removal of President Donald Trump from office. Ms. Pelosi said if this didn't succeed, the House would then move towards impeaching Mr. Trump. Here's the BBC's Peter Bowes. The intention is to try to pass a resolution in the House that will urge the Vice President Mike Pence and the Cabinet to convene to invoke the 
25th Amendment of the US Constitution. Now this is something we've heard a lot about over the last few days. This is an amendment that would essentially declare, if agreed upon by a majority of the cabinet and the vice president, it would declare the president, Mr. Trump, incapable of holding office and he would be replaced by the vice president. Now we had indications last, last week that Mike Pence wasn't in favor of this, but the Democrats in the House are going to try again if it doesn't happen. They're going to give him 24 hours. That's when they will move forward with the articles of impeachment, which could be before the House Tuesday or Wednesday. After two days of silence following his ban from social media platforms, it's been announced that President Trump will travel to Texas on Tuesday. White House staff say he'll visit a stretch of the border wall that he promised to build. Meanwhile, in Washington, the authorities have made dozens of arrests following Wednesday's attack on Congress. Carl Racine is Attorney General for the District of Columbia in Washington. The charges so far have ranged from violating a curfew, unlawful entry, weapons charges, not having the appropriate permission to have those weapons. There were also two pipe bombs that were found near the DNC and the Republican National Committee headquarters and offices like ours, the Office of Attorney General in D.C. and the federal prosecutor, the U.S. Attorney's Office, are looking at a host of potential charges, including murder, felony murder, rioting, sedition, incitement to riot and incitement to violence. Major corporations, including the world's largest hotel company, Marriott, and the health insurance conglomerate, Blue Cross Blue Shield Association, have announced they'll suspend donations to U.S. senators who voted against certifying Joe Biden as president-elect last week. The insurance group said it had made the decision in light of the shocking assault on the Capitol on Wednesday. The permanent expulsion of Donald Trump from Twitter has put the Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi in first place as the current world leader with the most followers on on the network. Here's the BBC's Warren Ball. Donald Trump had nearly 89 million followers on Twitter when he was barred after Wednesday's violence in Washington. That promoted his ally on the world stage, Narendra Modi, who's followed by about 65 million people. And as with Mr Trump, likes to get his message out to his electorate without the filter of the mainstream media. But their figures are dwarfed by those of the former US President Barack Obama. Twitter's most followed person has nearly 128 million followers. The authorities in Taiwan say their citizens can apply for a newly designed passport starting today. The move may be seen by Beijing as further evidence from the Taiwanese administration's attempt to distance itself from the mainland. Here's the BBC's Cindy Sui. The new passport shrinks Taiwan's official name, the Republic of China, to a barely visible font and repositions it to a much less prominent place. It also enlarges the word Taiwan and puts it in a bold font. The government says the changes are aimed at clearly distinguishing Chinese and Taiwanese passport holders and avoiding confusion, especially during the COVID-19 pandemic. While many Taiwanese people may welcome the new passport, others see it as yet another step by the pro-independence ruling party to turn its back on the republic. 
The president of South Korea, Moon Jae-in, says his work, he'll work for what he called a grand breakthrough in relations with North Korea this year. Mr. Moon said he hoped efforts to tackle the coronavirus pandemic would lead to cooperation and facilitate future reunification. In his New Year's address, Mr. Moon said Seoul would work for a resumption of talks between Washington and Pyongyang. The North Korean leader, Kim Jong-un, has been elected to be the ruling Workers' Party's secretary-general, taking over the title from his late father, Kim Jong-il, who died in 2011. The move is seen as largely symbolic, and analysts say it further cements the 37-year-old's grip on power. The state news agency says the election took place during the party's congress, the first in five years. South Korea's military say they have detected signs of a nighttime military parade in Pyongyang. Campaigners from migrants detained on Australia's Christmas Island say the authorities have used tear gas and rubber bullets to put down a fresh wave of protests at the detention centre. Serco, the private security company that runs the facility, had promised that supplies of medication and a Wi-Fi connection would have been restored by Saturday. When this failed to happen, detainees rioted and set fire to buildings. Now a look at finance. A moment ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 28,081, up 203 points from its previous close. Turnover stands at $142 billion. Currencies in a short while ago, the U.S. dollar was trading at 104.19 yen. The euro stood at 1 U.S. dollar and 21 cents, and the pound was worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 46 cents. Following a U.S. ban on investments in companies linked to China's military, the, trackers, the Tracker Fund of Hong Kong says the fund is no longer appropriate for U.S. investors and it will no longer make new investments in companies covered, covered by the ban. A director of asset management at Ample Capital, Alex Wong, says the move is surprising but will have a limited impact. We are not talking about a huge portion of the index being affected. And also the tracking error incurred probably may not be too much. Of course, our, in the meantime, probably our tracker fund probably may underperform a little bit because of the strength in the telecom today. But I think in the longer run, this sector is not a, a volatile sector. And also telecom sector actually has been underperforming in the world. So people would not mind too much, I think. Official data shows the mainland's consumer prices rebounded in December, with the consumer price index rising more than expected and at 0.2% on year. For the full year of 2020, consumer prices rose and rose 2.5%. Now to sports, here's Adam Jung. We start in the NFL, where the Cleveland Browns have made a dream start to their first playoff appearance in 18 years. Facing the third-seeded Pittsburgh Steelers, the Browns were gifted a touchdown on the first play of the game thanks to a sloppy Pittsburgh turnover. Cleveland opened with 28 unanswered points. The Steelers never recovered, and it finished 48-37 for the Browns. They'll face the defending Super Bowl champions, the Kansas City Chiefs, in the divisional round next week. The Baltimore Ravens beat the Tennessee Titans 2013. Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson ran for 136 yards to record his first playoff win. 
Baltimore will face the Buffalo Bills. The New Orleans Saints beat the Chicago Bears 21-9 to set up a meeting with the lower-seeded Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The LA Rams will visit the top-seeded Green Bay Packers. Now to a major upset in the English FA Cup. The Premier League side Leeds United crashed out in the third round after losing 3-0 to the fourth-tier side Crawley Town. 62 places separate the two sides in the football pyramid. More from the BBC's Alistair Bruce Ball. It was the kind of upset that has made this competition famous. High-flying Leeds United, who've rightly won plaudits for some glorious football this season, were humbled by Crawley Town of League Two, who thumped home three second-half goals without reply to put their name into the hat for the fourth round. Marcelo Bielsa's decision to make three changes at half-time actually seemed to swing the tie in Crawley's favour. Nick Sarula flashing in the first goal. Ashley Nadison quickly adding the second with a shot that squirmed its way past Kiko Kassir at his near post. And centre-back Jordan Tunnicliffe smashed in the third from close range. Sarula was in tears at the end, a young man who nearly had his career ended by a bad car crash, now an FA Cup hero. Premier League side Brighton avoided a major embarrassment to reach the fourth round. They conceded an injury time own goal against fourth tier side Newport County. It finished one all before Brighton came through 4-3 on penalties. Tottenham were comfortable 5-0 winners over Marine AFC from the 8th tier. Manchester City beat 2nd tier Birmingham City 2-0. Chelsea defeated 4th tier side Morecambe 4-0 at Stamford Bridge. Timo Werner scored his first goal for Chelsea since early November. His manager Fang Lampard seemed pleased with the team's performance. Could score more goals maybe. Game was very, very comfortable but um, not easy. And credit to Morecambe, very organised. Sat deep, um, early parts of the game, tried to cover all the spaces, took a while to break them down, um, but I was pleased, yeah. Barnsley, Cheltenham Town and Bristol City also reached the fourth round. The remaining third round fixture tonight sees the Premier League side West Ham visiting the fifth-tier side Stockport County. And that's your look at sports. To end the news, the top stories once again. Medical experts are divided over this, whether this wave of coronavirus outbreak in Hong Kong will end any time soon. Hong Kong's orchard farmers are demanding the government compensate their losses after it cancelled next month's Lunar New Year fairs across the city because of the coronavirus pandemic. Lawmakers in the U.S. are being asked to pass a resolution to remove President Donald Trump from office. This comes as the president's office announced that he announced his plan to make a visit to Texas on Tuesday. The news from RTHK. Do you want to enjoy a hassle-free retirement? You can enjoy a lifelong guaranteed monthly income with the HKMC Annuity Plan. After a successful application, you can receive the monthly income by the following month at the earliest. Call 2512-5000 now to learn more or make an appointment. The plan is subject to terms and conditions. The government provides public COVID-19 testing services through different channels. Those without symptoms but feel they have a higher risk of exposure can visit designated public clinics or other distribution points to obtain free test kits. Those having compulsory tests can visit community testing centers for free testing. The centers also provide self-paid services to those needing test reports for personal use. If feeling ill, 
See a doctor promptly and don't go elsewhere. And welcome to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Monday afternoon. Monday, the 11th of January, is today's date. And a big thank you to Phil Whelan for the morning brew. And it's really cold out there. I'm always having to explain how cold it is in Hong Kong. Anyway, we have a busy program to hopefully keep you indoors and keep you warm. In about 10 minutes or so, we'll be chatting about raising awareness for biodiversity uh, through virtual talks with Benita Chick. Now, Benita is the CEO and founder of Encompass Hong Kong, which is a local social enterprise that promotes diversity and also inclusion. Uh, Benita also organizes a number of eco tours around Hong Kong. So we'll be joining her uh, just uh, in about uh, half past one on the Facebook page, Noreen Mir on our 
RTHK Radio 3 for some Facebook Live. And after the 2 o'clock news, fitness coach Nathan Solia talks about working out in the cold weather. And finally, we end today's uh, very busy program uh, for on a bit of trash talk. And this week on Trash Talk, Marcy Trent Long talks to Ian Brownlee from the Hong Kong Yacht Club Sustainability Committee, who tells us about uh, how a group of sailors and rowers have been pushing to keep our ocean playground, our ocean clean uh, in Hong Kong as clean as possible. And as usual, we want to hear from you also. So feel free to weigh in. Feel free